Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by the Cause Marketing Forum and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com and SelfishGiving.com. Now on to today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another exciting episode of Cause Talk Radio. And on the line with me now, fresh back from Canada in the Great White North, Miss Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hello. How was your big conference? It was good. I like that today's going to be exciting and exciting. It's super exciting. Do you know why? I've already had six chocolate donuts before the show in preparation <laughs> to talk to an incredible woman on the line who I hope to be getting free donuts from for the rest of my life, Christine Riley Miller, who is the Senior Director of Corporate Social Responsibility and Corporate Foundation for Duncan Brands. Hey, Christine, what's happening? Hey, Joe, Megan, nice to talk to you. Christine, if I just came down there after the show... Like, you know, you are probably like 20 minutes from my house. If I came down, could you just load my car with donuts? <laughs> Absolutely. And as ice cream. You like. And ice cream. And ice maybe cream. A, maybe a cappuccino or oh, two. <laughs> Some You're of lucky. our dark roast. <laughs> hey, now, uh, Christine, you should know something that you and I are united in another area this week because this coming Sunday, the New England Patriots are playing the Seattle Seahawks. So it's going to be a very big game, which will undoubtedly win. So I'm very happy that you're on this week instead of next week, because Megan will probably be in a very, very bad mood to be talking to two Bostonians. All right. That that seals the deal, Joe. I'm getting getting somebody from the Pacific Northwest on for next week, just to even out the odds here. I probably shouldn't tell you that my husband is a Bills fan, so tonight's not going to be so good either. Talk about about long-suffering. Holy Moses. Jeez. All right. Well, you know, we have been accused before, Christine, of this show being a sports talk show and not a cause marketing show. We're going to move on from that, okay? We're going to keep the Bills and the Patriots and the Seahawks at bay today and we're actually here to talk about something really interesting and we were really excited to learn that uh, Duncan Brands and Baskin Robbins have launched a new foundation or a rebranded foundation called the Joy in Childhood Foundation and we're hoping Christine you can tell us a little bit about this new initiative where you guys have come from and where you're going with your social responsibility programs. Sure, sure. So we did just rebrand from the Dunkin' Donuts and Baskin Robbins Community Foundation, which is a a bit of a mouthful, Mm, to the Joy in Childhood. (laughs) Yeah, to the Joy in Childhood Foundation. And we are a little bit unique in the corporate foundation world in that we are a separate nonprofit organization that is responsible for raising uh, about 100% of our annual revenue. Wow. Um, And our mission, yeah, yeah. So we do not, we get some. some donations from uh, from the corporation, but most of it comes from the generosity of our franchisees, our Dunkin' Donuts and Baskin Robbins franchisees, uh, employees, and guests, and uh, some of our vendors. So we're very lucky. They are very generous. I was just going to ask if you could talk us through, first, why you decided to do this rebrand. Sure. So we um, the foundation was founded 10 years ago, and we decided recently to change our name to the Joy and Childhood Foundation to really incorporate our higher purpose and our new mission, which is to provide the simple joys of childhood to sick and hungry kids. And that 
you know, we really felt that the new name captures the focus of our funding, which is um, that we're dedicated to providing joyful moments, uh, joyful experiences, and joyful expression to ensure that kids who are uh, whose lives are compromised by hunger or sickness have the support and essential services they need to find joy in their daily lives. Because you know, kids who are don't know where their next meal is coming from, mm. or or dealing with some of those challenges of of uh, chronic illnesses, often don't get to experience all the same kind of fun that other kids do that that don't have those adult-like burdens. And, you know, it's interesting, uh, Megan, um, they are in a partnership with Feeding America, correct, Christine? Mm -hmm. We are, yeah. You you know, and I say that's so interesting, too, because we're basically becoming the the Feeding America podcast because it seems like (laughs) everyone we've had on lately has some type of partnership with Feeding America. So they must be doing some great things, Christine. They are. They're terrific. And, you know, they're having such an impact on uh, on hunger and and food insecurity in the U.S. And they are they're they know how to work with corporations. I will say I'm, I'm happy to give them a shout out mm. uh, that they mm. make our lives so much easier. We just partnered with them on our annual Week of Joy, which is our uh, annual uh, once a year. We bring together all of our franchisees, uh, our employees, uh, franchisees employees to uh, team up with nearly 70 Feeding America member food banks nationwide to help uh help address local hunger in, in our community. So we had more than 1,500 volunteers this year, uh, probably volunteering upwards of 4,000 hours and hundreds of thousands of meals in local communities. So what? tell us what the difference, besides the name, is there, does the new foundation have a different mission than before? Are you more focused in your giving programs? Are you limiting the number of partners that you work with? Or Because, I mean, one of the things I know just from doing so much local cause marketing, Christine, is Duncan has a great reputation as doing lots of local and regional fundraisers. Will those continue? They will. So we we try to work and complement with our Dunkin' Donuts and Baskin Robbins franchisees. So the Mm -hmm. foundation's mission uh, formerly focused on three areas, which is hunger relief, children's health, and safety. And the Joy and Childhood Foundation is really focused on two areas, childhood hunger and childhood sickness. So we'll continue to work in partnership with children's hospitals and food banks and other organizations that directly uh, serve sick and hungry kids to provide them with those simple joys of childhood. But our franchisees will continue to do all the great work with the organizations, both in safety, um, in the safety areas and, and in other areas that makes sense for their local community. You know, one of the things I'm curious about too, Christine, is I always think working with franchisees and we've had other people on the show, how is that how is that different from working with a company like, you know, a company like Starbucks that basically owns all its stores and can just push down programs to store managers and district managers and stuff? Is there a wooing process with uh, franchisee owners uh, in terms of adopting these programs or are they just expected to do them? No, you know, there is, I think there is, it's a little bit of both. So our franchisees are extraordinarily generous. They're very committed to their local communities. And so, we don't have a problem, uh, you know, we don't have to convince them to support uh, mission-driven um, organizations. They want to support their local communities. Where we work with them is to say, hey, can you support ours in addition to all the other great work that you're doing? So they are very supportive of the Joy and Childhood Foundation. They're very supportive. In fact, we chose to focus on childhood hunger and and 
childhood illness because our franchisees were already giving to those causes. So we mm. very much aligned with what was important to them. Uh, but there are, you know, we always like to say the community is at the heart of our business and they are very, it's very much because of the generosity. Um, and commitment that they have to supporting causes in their communities. So we talked a little bit about your work with Feeding America. Talk a little bit about what you do in the, it sounds like children's hospital space. Our new mission is focusing on providing joyful environments, joyful experiences, and joyful expression to children who are uh, in a, a hospital environment. So the kinds of organizations that we support are typically children's hospitals, but we also support uh, groups that provide uh, experiences for kids that might be camp experiences. Mm -hmm. We'll do art therapy. Um, but we are uh, just now embarking on uh, that new focus area. So we'll, we're looking forward to partnering with some of our existing organizations in new ways uh, or also partnering with our um, the children's hospitals that we've been working with for a long time. And how, how is most of that money raised then? Are you doing this at point of sale and asking customers for donations? Where, where exactly does that money come from for the foundation? Uh, the, the foundation is funded, as I said, primarily through the generosity of our franchisees, uh, as well as our guests and our Duncan Brands employees. And it comes through, um, uh, point of sale. So I would be remiss if I didn't plug our in-store uh, fundraiser that's happening right now yep. in uh, all of our Dunkin' Donuts U.S. restaurants. Um, this is our what we call our Community Cups program, and it is a um, a program where the guests can donate a dollar, and they get uh, we call it a paper icon. Um, mm -hmm. You can write your name on it, and then they can post it in the the restaurant uh, to show their support for uh, joy. Yep. For kids. Mm -hmm. Now so that's happening through the end of the month. And um, it, either in conjunction with the current promotion, but I've also seen in the past too that you've done particular donuts for causes. Like I know that you were doing like a um, a uh, purple frosting donut for Alzheimer's at one time. And by the way, it was delicious. I enjoyed all 12 of them. <laughs> so I see it too. When I go into Dunkin' stores, what I often see is I see uh, point of sale camp cam uh, campaigns at the register. I see product uh, purchase triggered donations. So mm -hmm. when you buy a particular yep. product, and then obviously, I mean, it seems like too, Christine, a big growth area for you is the employee piece too. Yeah. So we do it. You know, we do a number of different. Uh, programs to raise funds. We do have actually our, our foundation runs about 40 events per year um, that range from dinners to golf tournaments to bowling tournaments. And we raise a lot of funds through that program. Mm -hmm. um, we do some in-store uh, point of sale, primarily through the program that's happening this month. Uh, and that, uh, but we also do a lot of programs in store that support other charities. So one that's happening with Baskin Robbins. So we don't have a lot of Baskin Robbins in this area. Um, so you may not be as familiar with it is mm -hmm. our, uh, mm -hmm. is with the USO. So yep. we will be, for every scoop sold in, in the U.S. in a Baskin-Robbins on Friday, uh, Veterans Day, Baskin-Robbins will donate 11 cents to the USO. And they have a, oh, a that's pretty awesome. broad yeah. partnership. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's great about it is where we, you know, the foundation decided to really re uh, focus our mission on sick and hungry children. It doesn't mean that the brands, uh, you know, Baskin-Robbins in particular, their support for um, the our troops will go away. So mm. they'll. They've, this is the third year they've done the program, um, and we're very excited about that. Uh, mm -hmm. That on Friday. So if mm -hmm. you if you're near Baskin Robbins, absolutely. There's adult. a. You know you are right. There aren't as many here in the New England area, but there are some though, right? 
There are a few. I think yeah. the closest to you would be Wellesley. Yeah. Oh, good. Because I knew there was one um, like in Stoneham or something like that. So I was thinking about that one. But yeah, I definitely would take advantage of that. Now, let me ask you, Christine, one of the programs that's one of my favorites and has been on uh, my top 10 list of cause marketing programs is a program not here in New England, but I believe in Illinois called Cops on Top. And I was hoping you could tell our listeners a little bit about that program, because not only does it raise a lot of money for a good cause, but it's just really smart and fun and creative. It is. And it's, we, um, we started that 14 years ago in Illinois, and uh, it's called the Dunkin' Donuts Cop on the Rooftop mm. event. And it's done uh, in partnership with the Law Enforcement Torch Run for Special Olympics mm. Illinois. And we've raised over the years $2.3 million. Uh, and last year we had 234 participating locations and raised more than $600,000. And in fact, it's been so successful in our system that we have expanded it to other locations. Oh, so, cool. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. something, you know, it's just been really well received by our franchisees and our our guests and it's just a really fun event and for such a terrific cause special olympics uh, and and you know what i love about it christine megan is it's just different too you know it's just one of those things and if i'm remembering it correctly christine and correct me if i'm wrong here the cops are on the top of the building and they have a bucket and when people are coming into the store they lower the bucket people put money in and then i think i remember the cops also giving people coupons for free items in the store they may. They may give coupons. There's ah, usually some okay. type of incentive. Yeah, but I'm that's not right. a, I'm, you know what? I I confess I'm not as familiar with the with the program to, to speak to that. Right, right. But but you know, but it, it, it is such a fun program and it's it's so different and stuff like that. And I'm really happy to hear that you're expanding it too. You know. I'm doing this program that I'm gonna have donations. It's called Megan on Mars. Okay, <laughs> and it's re- you know we're really I'm gonna, close. I'm gonna huck donuts yeah, at yeah, you. That's right. Yeah. So, so we're gonna do this thing it's where Megan's going to lower it's that gonna, bucket. It's gonna be a crowdfunding <laughs> thing. So Megan will send a message from Mars. We'll take a year or two to get here, and then we all make donations. And then when Megan gets enough money, she can come home from Mars. What do you think of that idea, Christine? Yeah, I it's think brilliant. I think the timeline it's, might be a bit lengthy. Yeah, it might yeah. lose some of the impact. That's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But still, I mean, but just think it. Just think of it. Joe's, Joe's always coming up with great ideas. Uh, great ideas. Great ideas. So and I, then, wa- I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit, Christine, back to the show, Joe. Oh yeah. Since you right, you yeah. veered off into outer space again, um, I want to talk a little bit about your role in communicating the social impact of of what's happening. So is that something that you're doing at the foundation, really trying to keep? you know, sick kids and hunger issues top of mind for people. And and that's franchisees and employees and customers. Is that a role that you play at the foundation? It is. And we partner with our colleagues on the communications team here at Duncan Brands. But one, mm. of the, one of the things that we really liked about the rebranding is that it's so much easier to communicate the impact. So, you know, instead of our week of joy, uh, week of service, we've now uh, rebranded it to our week of joy. And we mm. can have a clear call to action that I think ties to the emotionality of the mission more and say, Hey, Mm -hmm. come help us provide moments of joy to to hungry kids. And when we start to capture the impact, we can say you helped us provide a, um, a million moments of joy to sick and hungry kids. And so 
it's it's the name really ties right to the mission and is almost a mission in and of itself. So mm. we we really loved that about the rebranding was that yeah. it, it really tugs at the heartstrings in a more meaningful way. And you know what I think it does, and you folks are so savvy on this, Christine, and I hope our other nonprofits on the line are really listening to this too. Is the importance of connecting, you know, your charitable work with marketing and communications. I think that is like so critical. And unfortunately, a lot of people see it as two separate silos. Right. And it, you know, it was one of the driving factors is that uh, we kept hearing from folks that the original name was too long. There were too many, too many areas uh, of interest um, mm. that we, no one could remember what we did or right, what we stood right. for. Got to focus. And the feedback that we've, and, and so we met with the marketing team, uh, you know, and really, and, and brought them along on this journey with us for the rebranding and said, um, you know, and the feedback we've gotten, just, we just relaunched it uh, in the past week. And we've, the immediate feedback has been, I get it. I understand it. It's mm. easier to say. Good. I, it's easier to remember. Um, so it's been, the, the, it's just been tremendous. Um, well, it's a nice positive. positive yeah. It's a nice, in, a, in addition to the emotional piece, it's a nice positive focus. Yeah. And um, it seems like it fits really well with both of the brands. Mm. No, And you know, one of the things I'm curious too, Christine, is with you having Dunkin' Donuts having, Dunkin' Brands having its own foundation like this, do you see this in, I, in looking at your background on LinkedIn too, I can see you have a, you know, a long background, you're a social responsibility and sustainability professional and stuff is do you think the future of businesses giving back a really it's going through a foundation as opposed to working direct and i know you working with directly um with causes but do you think that's more that we'll see more of that with companies that they'll be establishing their own foundations uh for raising money and then doling out those mon- that money to different organizations great question i think you know you you may see more companies um who have foundations now looking at ways to leverage them for right. uh, to drive greater employee engagement mm-hmm. and those that don't might might look to set up a foundation uh, where they can get some of that you know goodwill from a marketing standpoint it's a great way uh, from a recruitment and retention standpoint because uh, you can you can run a lot of your programs through the foundation and engage uh, particularly um, millennials who really want to be part of a purpose-driven organization. And the foundation gives you the opportunity to both demonstrate your commitment to causes and provide and, and, and become engaged with them directly. So I do think there are that will continue to be a, a trend. Yeah, because I think it's important, uh, Megan and Christine, too, that, you know, I, I think that's what the younger generation is really looking for, too, is they're looking for the impact as opposed to the organizational name. And I mm-hmm. think because companies are much more savvy in terms of communicating that impact, the foundation makes a smart stopover uh, for both the impact and the money before it goes to the nonprofit. Right, right. It's very true. And you can... You know, it's nice to be able to show the, um, you know, it's nice when the, when the, the corporate brand gives a contribution, but I think that, you know, ha- having people rally around your foundation, it, it provides a lot of um, engagement opportunities and it, it gives a little bit of a formality to it that sometimes just, uh, you know, a corporate, a check on the company's letterhead, doesn't it? And, you know, one of the things, Christine, that Megan and I always talk about, too, is the real opportunity with companies is not in the company checkbook, but in how the company works with its customers and employees to raise money. That's where the real money is. Right, right. And when you can get your employees and your, your 
guests and other stakeholders who for us would be our franchisees engaged in um, in that giving process, I think it becomes a lot more meaningful for everyone. How much do you, do you, Christine, talk internally about kind of bridging that that divide though between employees and franchisees and customers? I feel like there's so many campaigns that are customer focused, and then you've got other stuff that's not you specifically, but companies um, have other things that are more employee focused. I know it kind of all fits under the umbrella, but how much do you talk internally about making that all sort of one big effort versus? things that are in different silos. We actually talk quite a bit about how to bring together all of our um, key stakeholders. So the foundation really, first and foremost for us, it's trying to bridge that um, relationship between the brand and the franchisee. So we really look to the foundation and particularly the the events that we hold every year as an opportunity to bring everyone together uh, to to support a great cause. And people love that opportunity. And the week of joy with those volunteer events has been another opportunity to then bring in uh, franchisees, employees, and our franchisees' employees um, together to give back to a, a great cause in their local community. And then the next step is that in-store um, in-store fundraiser because you have to rely on the franchisees and, and their employees who are talking to the guests to be able to mm-hmm. bring folks into that mission. So I mm-hmm. think it's, it is hard sometimes to hit all of them uh, with one program, but we try to try to create different ways to bridge that gap across all of those stakeholder audiences so that it's meaningful, everyone feels part of it, uh, and everyone's has an opportunity to give back to um, or support the mission to provide joy to sick and hungry children uh, in a way that makes sense for them in their community. Yeah, that makes a lot. That makes a lot of sense. Well, Christine, this has been absolutely fantastic to have you talking a little bit more with us about the Joy and Childhood Foundation. Thank you so, so much for being with us today. And if people want to learn more about the program, how might they do that online? I would suggest that they uh, go to our uh, website, which is duncanbrands.com slash foundation. Excellent. And we won't. Oh, good. And welcome to do look to uh, search under joy and childhood. Foundation. Excellent. We will put links to both of those in our show notes. And how about you, Joe, where can people find you online if they want to do that? Well, minute to minute, uh, people can watch me eating a donut on Twitter um, at Joe Waters. Definitely. I'll put some video up there of me eating a dozen donuts soon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, uh, people can obviously find me on selfishgiving.com. Make sure to sign up for my email newsletter and check out the new partnership accelerator. If you're looking forward to, uh, raising more money with businesses in 2017, what about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF. And you can find show notes for today's episode at Cause Update as well as SelfishGiving.com. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And on behalf of Christine and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio, and we'll talk to you next time. 